Today's podcast, I sit down and talk with Logan Summers. He lives here in Bozeman, Montana. He's originally from Tennessee. Uh, he's a hunter, uh, new and hungry photographer, and also a veteran. So let's dive into the conversation that I had with Logan. Yo, today uh, we got Logan Summers here at the, uh, the little mini round table in my kitchen. Uh, Logan, he's an up-and-coming, hungry hunting photographer. But you'd shoot photos of anything, right? Or are you just hunting? I fishing? You shoot some fishing. Fishing, hunting, probably not weddings. Okay. Uh, food. Mm, food's beer, a good one. Yeah. Whiskey. All right. Anything in that in those five Logan, categories. He's from Kentucky, Tennessee. Tennessee. Fuck. Uh, Jesus, dude. Bleep that out. I can't believe you cussed me like I that. I know. I can't believe I was the first one. <laughs> well, cusses a lot more than me, but I was first on the uh, scoreboard here. You are. I'm keeping track. That's gonna be the last one. Is it? Yeah. I'll bet thirty-seven dollars. Yeah, no, it probably won't be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So tell us where you're from, and, from, and why do you like to shoot photos? I'm from thirty minutes outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. What's Chattanooga like? <sighs> Dirty. Not really. Badass. It's pretty sweet, honestly. It got rated like the top, one of the top cities on Outdoor Magazine, but it's kind of... Oh, jeez, brag it up all dude, of a sudden. Hey, <laughs> hardcore flex, but it's kind of bullshit, honestly. I mean, they got like good tacos. That's good, because you own property there, right? Yeah, outside of there, in Dunlap. So, so hang gliding capital of the yeah. world, dude. <laughs> dude, I've seen those dudes hang, hang gliding off the M. Oh, that's bullshit. Why? Oh, oh. <laughs> we're up to our <laughs> tide. But yeah. No, they were paragliding. There's a difference. Okay. Yeah. I'm in from the hang gliding capital and the fried bologna capital. Mm, I've never had bologna. Never had a bologna sandwich. We're you gonna said have you were gonna one. Make me one. We're gonna have one here in about thirty five minutes. I got mm. some in the in the cooler outside. <laughs> That's what you brought me today. Yeah. <laughs> I brought you IPAs and fried bologna. Uh, Logan's a jack of all trades, or at least, at least, uh, he, he sounds like he is. I, <laughs> I think he probably is pretty skilled in a lot of regions. <laughs> he talks a big talk and we get along because I kind of, I listen to it, but I don't necessarily believe it till I see it. <laughs> uh, no. And I respect that. So we're going <laughs> to wait and see. I'm going to show him the world. <laughs> Oh man. So uh why hunting photography? Well, I from a young age I knew that this is what I wanted to be in this sort of space whether it be the talent or the um behind the camera, it didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew I wanted to be my own boss from the time I was pretty young. So yeah. And this is just a opportunity that kind of fell into my lap to do it so how did it fall into your lap i was friends uh with brian barney of the eastman's elevated podcast nice. and he just like yeah man all my camera guys are kind of chicken shits i'm like well i'll film for you I'm like how hard is it, how hard can it be <laughs> and he kind of started from there and then i just like I don't know if it's my personality or what, but I'm just like obsessive compulsive. And once I want to learn one thing, like whether yeah. it be nymphing in the Madison <laughs> or whatever it is, it's like, dude, I got to learn every single thing about it. And How much did you enjoy fishing? 
with us for those two days where you didn't catch fish. <laughs> oh, it was dope, dude. <laughs> it was dope. I, dude, I was, I mean, the thing, the, like, I'm not worried about, like, I've got past the point of, like, worrying about, like, either killing a deer or catching a fish. Like, it's like, if I can hang out with my homies, mm. like, at the camper and drink whiskey at night and just chill out, it's way more fun than if it's, like, just super serious, like, by yourself. For sure. Like, there's just too much wrapped up into being successful you know yeah, like the, your your definition of successful now is wrapped up into inches of horn or into uh how big a fish you caught it's like dude you know, we were hanging out drinking pink ticklers in the <laughs> in the camper outside of pyramid <laughs> lake you know like just yeah. chilling out you know it, that was way more fun than on some of these hunts where it's everything's so serious that it's like yeah. it kind of takes the fun away from it hmm. but so what's next? This year? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm just gonna oh, crush. Dude. I'm gonna crush the world. This way, I got some epic content coming out, and <laughs> got some cool hunts. And I mean, honestly, I think just the diversity of hunts that I'm going on is going to show through in my content. And it's just not the same old, same old. Whereas the last couple of years, I've been kind of uh, uh, handicapped into. Like high country mule deer hunts is mostly mm -hmm. like in the last three years I've been on five high country mule deer hunts. So that's all the content you've seen is high country stuff versus you know you got this year I got two mule deer hunt. Or I got a mule deer hunt in Colorado, a mule deer hunt in Utah, and then I got a mountain goat hunt in Kodiak, and then I have my own mule deer hunt in Alberta. And then we're working out the details on the sheep hunt in Alberta too. So being able yeah, to see that diversity, too, bro. and I still got to work for you guys. So <laughs> still got to work for Stone Glacier. So uh, fitting those days in there. What uh, what's been like a big thing that you've had to like learn or change in your photography to grow in like the last six months? The um, it's kind of funny we were talking about the business module you guys put out. That is like the business side of things is way bigger of a uh, a learning curve than what people think, mm -hmm. especially in photography. Like I'm uh, a semi-successful business guy yeah. prior to photography. So like coming into photography, it's like it's a whole different game of understanding like how to approach clients and how to approach individual brands. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole other thing. So how have you gotten better at learning that and doing it? You just experience or yeah it's just i mean i'm a a, uh, a learn by doing guy not just like a trial learn. by fire yeah and like what is it uh uh play on or learn on game day sort of guy versus nice. you know it's like oh shit <laughs> you're in uh you're in conversation with contracts and you're like oh man i didn't think about this at all you know because you only think about getting to that point you don't really think about oh what am i going to bring up during that conversation yeah you know and like well i'll get back to you you know versus like if you came into that that conversation with like hey this is what like i'm willing to bring to the table and what i have to offer and then I think you could you could definitely change some of my uh what I have going on right now. You could you could have changed it for better if you would have uh had that knowledge beforehand. 
Yeah, a lot of it's just being able to speak to like the value of your work on the fly and knowing yeah. how to value it and understanding how to communicate in a business setting with yeah. people. Yeah, oh, definitely. Now that the uh, the understanding of your value is the biggest thing is not underselling your work because mm. at the end of the day, you're underselling every other for sure person doing that. Yeah. And that was kind of a, a learning curve because there's, you know, you don't want to, I mean, because you make friends in the industry that are doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah. And you, I mean, you don't want to undercut them by three quarters because you're, you're undervaluing your work and, yeah, because I mean, honestly, I learned a long time ago, like from guys, like if say Stone Glacier has five thousand dollars to spend on a project, and you'll do it for twenty five hundred. Whenever they do, or you know, say you're you will, you know, your budget is ten grand on that thing, and then you come down to five thousand, and then they do have ten thousand to spend. They're not going to hire you. They're going to hire somebody that. It's twenty thousand. Then they're going to talk them down. Yeah. So like, just not letting some people, because there's sometimes that you're dealing with guys that are in business and they're gonna, they're gonna always try to cut a deal with you. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna put you on the spot then. So why why should someone hire you then? Because uh, I'm willing to do more and do, I mean, I'm willing to go anywhere at any time, and I don't really have any. Uh, not last weekend, you weren't. Yeah, not last weekend. I already had plans. <laughs> I was already shooting content for somebody else. And some guys put you on the spot, and it's like, listen, man, I've already, I've already, <laughs> I've already got, I already got so stuff. So what's, what's plan B then if you can't make it? What I, what else? I mean, there's got to be a di- other differentiating factor than you'll show up and work whenever. Yeah, I mean, you like if you look at my quality of work, it's been the same throughout. And it's only getting better from, like, dealing with you, you know? Yeah. So, like, if you get – I mean, you can look at – I can send you a portfolio of stuff, and you can look at it. And if it's if it's something that you're interested in, then we can go from there. And there, there's some clients that you deal with that it's just never going to work out. And they're – you know, For they're sure. – like, what their ideal of what you're going to produce is different than what they're – ideal of what they want is and yeah you can't be upset that somebody decided to go with somebody else no you know like each individual each individual photographer has their own individual look and you got to kind of have that baseball mindset of if you get struck out on one you can't just like worry about uh like worry to continue to worry about that one that you didn't get yeah because at the end of the day, whenever, like, say, Lyle, he has an idea of what he wants for a certain hunt, he's going to hire a certain photographer. Yeah. You know, he's not going to just kind of, like, if he hires me and he's trying to get it shot in a certain style and then he's trying to groom me into that style, why wouldn't he just hire someone that's in already into that style? Because mm-hmm. I think we are, I mean, with photographers, you are your own worst enemy. Yeah. You know, you worry about so much little stuff that you just got to kind of find your style and do your style and people are either going to appreciate it or they're not and find the clients that appreciate it. So what's like your goal when you go out and shoot photos? What's like the underlying principle or mission of your work? It's just like 
to give my work like a worth. Like if, if I'm getting paid a certain amount of dollars a day, then you kind of uh, play to the expectation of, you know, say you're getting paid $500 a day, then you need to give that amount of, you know, you need to make it worth their while to pay that amount of money. Because, I mean, $500 a day on a five-day hunt is 2500 bucks. That's a lot of money for somebody, especially an individual client. Like, you need to make it worth their while to understand that, like, there's a lot of work that goes into your side. There's a lot of work that goes into their side. But they need to see at the end of the day that it's like, oh, it was it was well worth it to have everything documented. So then that way, whenever we go back to it, you know, if if I want to show my great grandkids this content, you know, it's it's worth their money. Yeah. So if you weren't, if money wasn't involved, what would be your mission of your photography? Just to document the storyline from start to finish, and that's what me and you've talked about. You know, instead of waiting until you're on the actual hunt to start photography, like if you're on the drive there and you're filling up gas and you're going in and buying stuff at the gas station and that sort of thing, like understanding the storyline of the actual hunt versus, mm-hmm. you know, just waiting till you're four miles in on some backpack trip to start taking pictures. And that's what, I mean, whenever we went through my catalog, we just like kind of looked at it. It was like, yeah, like all this stuff is like, like there's no prequel to the hunt mm-hmm. or prologue. It's all after the fact or during the fact. Yeah. Like documenting the entire thing, whether that be them packing their truck up or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, I think a big thing that people don't have in their head is why they want to shoot photos or what their goal is with their work. Uh, Yeah, and mine is to tell the story of, like, if you could tell a silent story of what went on during the hunt. Yeah. And it's something that I'm working on. I mean, obviously I'm working on, but being able to tell that if you just look through basically a flip book of the photos, you're like, okay, well, they started here, ended up in, you know, central South Dakota. Mm -hmm. They drove 12 hours. You know, there's at least a a documented step all the way through until, you know, even the kill photos and then even all the way back. Because you kind of, I mean, what I ended up like seeing after we talked is like, even after like the trophy photos, like the photos just kind of went lackluster, you know, like you just kind of stop shooting. It's like, no, like from start to finish, whether you're working with a client and they pick you up or you're driving there and then from start to finish all the way back to their house and they're putting the meat in their freezer, like all of that needs to be shot. Not just. Yeah. yeah I think that's good. Uh, my mission's definitely different. What is your mission then? Mine's just to like get, show the uniqueness of hunting, man. Mm -hmm. Show like the epicness. Yeah. If I just get one photo, like if, you know, if there's like an epic patch of timber that you hike to, it's like Chronicles of Narnia. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's the stuff for me that like I want to show people that like hunting takes you to crazy places. Oh, it Or get images that are just like stand out, you know, Mm -hmm. are unique in some way or like really exceptional i think uh like for clients obviously documenting the entirety of the hunts a 
great thing to do. But yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that, my I goal mean, has always just been to inspire people to like go do it. Like, oh, wow. Like, that looks mm. crazy or that looks awesome. Like, that. What? I want to know more. What's, what's this all about? Like, that's insane. Yeah. Like, it stops people, makes them think about it. Mm-hmm. So. And that's what some of the, like, some of the photos that, like, and some of the stuff I post is, like, not to make, because there's a lot of pictures that get pushed out that are just like, oh, okay, this is a focal point. And, like, I'm trying to post stuff that's, like, makes you, like, look around. You're like, what the hell? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on here? <laughs> you know? What do you? What are your thoughts on social media? It's a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like to use social media? I mean, I don't, I mean, honestly, if I wasn't, if like business wasn't on there, I don't necessarily know if I would use it, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, in my, like where I'm at, it's 80% of business stuff, mm-hmm. you know, is people see your stuff online and then they, they contact you from there, you know, because that's the first place that they're going to at. You know, if somebody comes up and is interested in using your stuff, you're going to send them, you know, your stuff on, uh, like, hey, here's my, <laughs> here's my, what's your Instagram account? I'll what's follow you on there. <laughs> you know, what's your, uh, what's your IG account, you know, or that sort of, I mean, unfortunately, it's like turned stuff into a competition where it's like, like some of the stuff is kind of ridiculous now where it's, everything is, size of the antlers or the uh uh turns into a like a score thing or like even like a public lands thing it's like man like it doesn't matter like i was hanging out with my my friend from great falls and we were eating shitty cheeseburgers at the at the bar every night and we were having the greatest time for life you know and then we ended up killing a buck you know no matter what size the deer was it was i mean we were focused on having fun not focused on like whether it was on public or whether it was on private or if it was over 150 or if it was under, you know, it didn't matter. Yeah. You know, some of the social media stuff is kind of turning the trends toward, oh, man, I got to kill a certain size thing or I got to kill something. That's the yeah. biggest one that I'm, I'm kind of upset with is just because you have a tag in your pocket doesn't necessarily mean that you – uh you have the right to kill or or take an animal. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it is somewhat what it is. How do you decide what you post to your Instagram? Uh, I just, whatever I'm feeling that, you know, it, like I, I try to post like every other day. That way it's not like flooding your Instagram account. And I just look back through and, Whatever I'm sort of feeling that day is what I what I pick and choose on. So you're a big fan of the white borders. That's just to be different. So dude. what's <laughs> and now everybody's doing the white borders, so I'm about to go back to the different. You and Sign West should hang out. Yeah, me and Signs West, dude. Oh fucking Seth Morris. <laughs> I like Seth, but he does the same thing. I know he's he's got the miniature version of my dog. <laughs> Such bullshit. <laughs> Uh, what kind of camera are you using nowadays? I'm using iPhone a 7 or iPhone yeah, 6? iPhone 11, bro. <laughs> no, I got a A7R3 with a 
I liked the uh, Sigma stuff, Sigma lenses. So nice. I'm waiting till the the Sigma seventy five to one eighty comes out. Mm. But is that gonna be a two point eight or what? Oh yeah. That way I can get yelled at whenever I post everything at two point eight. <laughs> <laughs> you got a dog named Rim. You got a dog named Remington Joseph if he's in trouble. Ooh. You can see his ears perked up right there. Yeah, he's a good boy, isn't he? He's a goodish boy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when people talk like that to dogs. And I catch myself like mid-breakfast doing that. I'm like, dude, I got to quit. He's a good boy. <laughs> oh, uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on the coronavirus? Oh, God. Where do we start, dude? I don't really know, honestly. What do you mean you don't know? I mean, I know. I mean, I'm not. Let's be. I'm not too worried about it. But I think there's a lot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's some people that do, and there's some people that don't. I mean, it just really depends where you live. I mean, Montana is kind of like a social distancing lifestyle already. (laughs) So we're already staying away from each other. Like nobody. Like you have your own little groups, and if you're not in that group, dude, you don't really fuck with nobody else. (laughs) So it was like people like, how's it? Like, my friends back east are like, how's your life affected now the corona hit? I'm like, I'm doing the same exact thing I was doing before, except I can't go to Sidewinders and get a uh, get a pretzel and get Yeah, my life doubles. has changed zero other than I don't go out to dinner, like, once every couple weeks or whatever I do. Yeah, mine was I don't go out to dinner seven days a week. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably saving a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, I started had to, like, start had to cut up apples and oranges and stuff and – he he ground elk burger all of a sudden i was like man cooking sucks it reminded me why i go out to eat but i'm like dude i'm a terrible ass cook uh all right well you're building some guns building tell us about your gats oh god where do we start we want to start like guns don't you oh too bad it's like (laughs) i've got too many addictions i got the photography addiction i got the archery addiction i got the gun addiction I got a custom-built 300 Winchester I got from my grandpa I had to buy. And then uh, I'm shooting a Hell's Canyon 7 mag right now that I've been fighting with scope mounts for the last (laughs) two days (laughs) trying to figure out. I got seven pairs of scope mounts and I'm fit. And then I got um, Patriot Valley built me a 6.5 PRC. And then uh, Snowy Mountains built me a 28 Nosler. Currently. Dude, you're gonna have to give me one of them just so that they all can get shot. Well, you got enough, dude. <laughs> Don't come at me with the damn gun talk. No, you got dude, more I than enough. Three rifles, bro. That's it. Yeah. You just listed off like four. Yeah, that are and just, you probably have a just in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> the the other ones are in Tennessee and locked up with a. Uh, but. Yeah, no, I love guns and. Just like every other red-blooded veteran American, I just love guns and love shooting them. It's expensive noise whenever you get to my point, though, where it's just yeah. You finally, you finally took the plunge to get a suppressor. Yeah. What made you want to do that? Uh, just the uh, like shooting with you guys. Well, it yeah. really put it over the top. I mean, whenever you're shooting with two other guys, and you can just. Like the, you don't not have bring to, your hearing. You don't, yeah, because I completely <laughs> forgot my hearing protection. Because Zach wanted to go shoot rifles at six thirty on a Saturday morning. <laughs> so morning. there was like half the shit I was supposed to bring. I forgot, and I was just like, "Oh, hearing protection was the main one." 
but yeah, just like being able to shoot and not have to, I mean, you should probably still wear it, but yeah. it's not something that's like dramatically loud. Mm-mm. Like Andrew's gun with no hearing protection, mm-hmm. like gives you like a weird ringing in your ears. And I don't know if it's just the break that's on it or, yeah. and it's not even a super large caliber where yours is a 300 Weatherby. Mm-hmm. Yours is a, I mean, yours are deaf in most people mm-hmm. and you're just shooting and I'm just like, Oh no, you're, you know, whatever yeah. you're six o'clock on the plate or you're yeah. three o'clock on the plate. But the press, the suppressor kind of changes the game. Dude, it's crazy how restrictive America is on suppressors. But, yeah, the first time I ever really heard one, uh, we were shooting out at Tactic, and Rob had one on his 300 Win Mag. And I was just like, dude, that's dope. It's like, that's so sick. Like, it's still loud, but it's not, yeah. it doesn't hurt your ears. No. And it was like, it makes oh, it so that. much more enjoyable. So I literally, within weeks, like had bought a suppressor and had my paperwork in. I was like, yeah. No. 12 months later. I mean, whenever I, I was on that it. sheep hunt and I was like, yep, yeah, he's the one moving to the left and that nobody had an ear protection in and he could just, there wasn't like him pulling his earplug out, him sticking his earplug back in. It's like, man, dude, this, this is what I've been missing this whole time. <laughs> I wish I would have did it like six years ago whenever – because now I would have had one. You should have bought more than one. I just need the one. That was the only thing that I didn't. I wish I would have bought two. What, and had like a 6.5? No, just then I'd have them on my guns. I wouldn't have to swap them. Mm. I don't believe that my point of impact shifts with my Thunder Beast. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to switch them and go hunt, I would want to verify it. Yeah. Just to like have that confidence. Yeah, because technically it should speed it up. And, I mean, some people are going to argue with me on this, and I'm sure you're going to get some comments, but it's like it's like having a 28-inch barrel versus having a 24-inch barrel. The 28 yeah. is faster, even if it's by yeah, 50 feet per second, you know, at 1,000 yards. And we're just shooting steel at this distance, but it changes, it'll change your point of impact quite a bit. You know, even if it's 15 feet per second. Not if you have a Thunder Beast, bro. Not if you got a Thunder Beast, dude. I didn't buy a Thunder Beast. <laughs> What'd you get? An uh, AAC. Never even heard of them. Yeah, well. They sell those at Walmart or what? No, they sell them at Bob Ward's here in Bose. <laughs> <laughs> are they good? Apparently, they're number one is what I read online. Hey, what are they called? AAC 762OC. heard of them, bro. Yeah. They have an Instagram page? AAC? I'm not sure. I mean, I was going to get the Trash Panda from Q since it matched my chassis, but... From what? Uh, official Q is the name of the chassis Dude, I, I can't got. even find AAE... No, AAC. Suppressor. Look it up. That's when you know it's ghetto. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because you, you spelled it wrong. <laughs> it's not Dude's my... just freaking blasting full auto with AR. Yeah, he's a psychopath. AAC Suppressor, bro. Anybody that's got that, it's kind of Thunder Beast, dude. Just the name, bro. I know it sounds good. Titan- does it sound titanium, does it, dude? Does it sound better than Trash Panda though, or Full Nelson? Yeah. Does it? Mm-hmm. Oh man. All right. I'm bringing the thunder on that beast. <laughs> yeah, you know, 300 Weatherby. I'm thankful you had a damn suppressor on it. <laughs> right. A deafening. T back, bro. Titanium. Oh, yeah. Ultra Seven. On the 300 Weatherby mag. Pop, pop. Oh, 
gosh, here we Double go. Double tapping fucking bears. Hashtag ads. Oh, that was number two. Just slipped out. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I bet you had one in there I missed. What? A cuss word. A cuss word? Yeah. I've had Curse s- word. I've had four. <laughs> I'm from the South, and I was in the military for six years, so. All the teaback photos, it's all just like straight up military guys, faces blacked out, just killing people, bro. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You're a veteran. Six we years. Pre- I appreciate your service. Well, I appreciate your support. Yeah, man. Some people don't appreciate it, and that's some bull. Yeah. Every some once in a while. Move to China. They can. <laughs> I know, but they won't. <laughs> they won't. Yeah. No, honestly. Like, even with the brands I work with now, I'm like, I don't want to sound cliche, but, like, that's, like, one of my first questions is, like, if they're offered military discounts on stuff, and it's not. Like, it doesn't even have to be a gigantic percentage, but it's, like, if you're not appreciating the people that are giving you the ability to do mm-hmm. such. Like, there's some archery companies that don't, and you're, like. That's messed up. Bro. You know, like, what the f-, f? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's just kind of, like, you you can kind of, not really that you can judge their character, but it's, like, you can judge their stance on stuff. Like, now, like, that's one of my. First question is like, do you offer this? Like if if like if somebody in Arizona that's in the Air Force contacted you or in the Army or whatever contacted you to get a backpack, you guys are gonna throw them a discount. I say nah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that lasts about thirty minutes. Yeah, we throw them a little discount. Yeah. Two percent off, you know. Two percent. Two percent for conservation, dude. That's where that one's going. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, dude, one of my home improvements because I just bought a house here in Bozeman is I got a, a mountain flag somewhere on this house. Good, I thought off the back of the house would be dope because you can see it from the street, yeah, and just let people know, hey, if you let break people know America, if you break into this house, there's guns going off. That downstairs, there's a booby trap. There, I, just downstairs. I just installed a, a smart door today, a little smart handle, yeah, it also comes with a booby trap, it's like a nine mil. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does. Above the top, dude, just for <laughs> Give those guys a shout out. <laughs> so if you like kick through the door, it just starts freaking firing. It's got 15 yeah. round mag. Yeah, Remy would run up so you can pet him, dude. As long as you don't break into that bottom right hand bedroom, you're good to go. If you break into that one, dude, yeah, you better not knock on that thing for some sugar or nothing. That's where that nuclear power is for the lighting, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the LA, the white you gotta light. Got to go LA in there dude. with your freaking radiation suit. <laughs> you will after six months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, <clears throat> what else do we need to talk about, dude? What are we talking about? What Where do you want to talk about? You don't you don't ask very many questions back to the interviewee. You know, you're kind of. I know. I, you're look, passive interviewee. Am I? Mm-hmm. What are you? So you're not you, as passive in your in, in your twelve years of photography slash videography, what would one piece of advice that you give to young bucks, Ooh. quite like myself, be? Uh, I think there's. Mm. No bullshitting. Straightforward, just like you gave me, like, hey, your shit sucks. <laughs> I never said your shit sucks. Uh, you're just like, shit, 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 shit. You Good. open these. Frick. There we go. You're tough. Got into it. Mountain tough. You've been working out. Uh, I think 
one of the biggest differentiating factors is that people just don't want to put the work in, man. Mm-hmm. I'm a big like, I'll believe it when I see it. And mm-hmm. I give you hard time all the time about this too. Just because you're like, yo, I want to like, I need, right now I need to find dudes that can film. Yeah, like, I can film, bro. My stuff's been on TV. Yeah. I was like, dude, I don't care. Yeah, you don't Show me. Shit. I want to see something. Yeah. And there's just a lot of people that they want to, like, dude, you know how many photographers right now are out doing their own thing and they're not hustling? That I know. Like, they're not that hungry for it, dude. Yeah. Like, when I started, when Travis and I started Montana Wild, we literally went to school and we worked at, like, they're probably 30, 25, 30 hours a week, full-time in school. And every other second, we yeah. pretty much were working on our craft and our business. Like, I see a lot of people that still want to go, like, hunt for themselves a bunch and plan this and that and do this and all that. And they want to, like, get to the top. But it's like, yeah, if you want to actually make it in this, you have to dedicate yourself to it. Oh, I mean. 100 percent yeah i mean like like i talked about on cody's podcast it was like there was times i was literally driving all the way to bozeman just to have lunch with fucking lyle yeah you know like 24 hours whenever i was living in tennessee running a landscape company i would take a week off i would drive to bozeman have lunch with lyle (laughs) you know what i mean it's like if you if you don't really want i mean i was sleeping in the parking lot at walmart dude yeah. You know, like taking There's a shower. A lot of people that sleep there. Yeah, I know. If you don't get there early, dude, <laughs> it's you, locked up. You lose the shady spots, and then you got a light right underneath your truck, and it's shining into your camper top all night. But, I mean, you've really got to. I mean, now there's so many people that are hungry, quote unquote. I mean, there's a lot of people that are have cameras that are four thousand dollars, and they can get the same shots you got if they mm-hmm. went on the same hunt. I mean, you just got to continually work on everything and i mean there's there's like a point where you like you just get comfortable with your own like what you're shooting and if you're not always working on doing something different or doing like viewing it from a different angle Mm. then you're just gonna kind of fall by the wayside yeah i think there's a big difference between like being hungry for it and like being hungry because you want to be the best Mm -hmm. you know like, there's, like, I'm hungry, I'll go out and shoot photos whenever. Yeah. And then there's hungry, like, how do I be the freaking best at this? Yeah. How do I do something no one else has done? How do I, like, crush this deal? Yeah. No, and that's what, like, I texted you the other night at, like, 2 a.m. when I was driving back to Bozeman. I'm going to be the best I'm gonna in be. the industry. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> like, you got to want to crush skulls, dude. And I learned yeah. that from the uh, – uh, the president and the owner of Quackrack, he just like told me, he's like, dude, you got to want to crush skulls. Like you want to be better than everybody. And it's not like a competition thing. No, it's not a competition. It's not like you want to like see other people do poorly. You just want to just, you want to be, be better. Yeah. And that's where I'm at currently. It's I mean, like it, a as, striving to be better yourself so that you can yeah. be at that level and not yeah. like, cause at the end of the day, you just got to be in competition with yourself. You can't be in competition with other mm-hmm. people because you're gonna, you're going to compare to someone else's in different circumstances than you. Yeah, it's never a level level playing field. It never is. No matter what you do in life, oh. it's never going to be level. So, I mean, as long as you're working on being better than you were last year or being better than you were 
yesterday. You just got to continue to work at it and yeah, and not fall. And I mean, I've seen it this year. Like I've seen where my progress really flatlined for like two months. And I was like looking at my stuff. And I'm like, oh, seeing this shot 36 times. You know, you like you, you just like fall custom to the shots that you're like known for. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I've seen this. You know, I've seen this on the other four hunts that I went on mm-hmm. instead of like continually not really doing something different, but you just got to like remove yourself and what has been quote unquote profitable. What's your favorite photo of myself or of, anyway. uh, of my hunt? Of anyone from anyone. Hey, what's your, what's the favorite photo you've taken? And then what's your favorite photo someone else has taken? That's a tough one. Uh, yeah, it is a tough one. I mean, honestly, just like uh, there was a couple of photos this year of me and Remy, like sitting on the back of a 1974 camper on the back, like just hanging out, like hiding from a sandstorm <laughs> that, my, that my buddy took of just like us just chilling. That's probably my favorite photo just because Remy's been in my life for forever. But uh, – Favorite to- photo I've took of probably just like one of my grandpa, honestly, on a Kentucky mule deer hunt or Kentucky whitetail <laughs> and mule deer. I was so like, it's tell new, me more about it's a this. New, it's a new subspecies, <laughs> but a Kentucky whitetail hunt and him just grinning ear to ear. You know, he just like, I'm here to drink coffee and shoot my gun. Nice. And that's what I'm going to do, you know, and it's, I mean, the the photography thing just gives you the ability to, like, you're like, hey, I'm going to go and do this because that's what I, you know. Yeah. You can go and, if you if you have something that you have to do, you can, like, block off that part of your schedule and say, hey, I'm going hunting with my grandpa. and get, Like, my, the first weekend in November is blocked off on my schedule. No matter what, you know, if somebody offered me 10 grand to come and photograph something, it's like, listen, this is like, I'll come the second weekend. The first weekend is that's what it's going yeah. to be. Oh, freaking grandpappy. Oh, Sonny Hitchcock. <laughs> He's a savage. When are you going to change your Instagram handle to John Claude Van Logsky? I don't know, dude. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm, I need to I mean, see if it's you. break through the noise, dude. Logan Summer Energy. Everybody's the same one, you know. Everybody's uh, creative or photo or imaging. Oh, my goodness. Anyone that adds creative to their name, I instantly think you're not creative at all. Because that's what you just came up with as the name. Man, that's we got to be creative. Zach Bowden creative. It looked good, honestly, on you. <laughs> I'm gonna do John Claude Van Logan here soon. It's it's gonna be a summer. Uh, we're gonna get her. Uh, we're gonna get her own little uh, clothing line coming out. Oh please! <laughs> With my homeless ass on there. You were just in a photo shoot today or the other day. Dude, those photos look staged as hell, bro. They were staged. I looked just like I, I mean, laughed. Did you? You look good, but the photos are cheesy. Sorry, whoever took them. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing about it. It's like you can't stage some of this, like some of the photos that come out. You know, like, uh, what's his name? Ben Potter. Is it Canna? 
Yeah. He posted some pictures of them like literally riding in on a just a damn John boat, like six of them on a John boat in a absolute downpour. Mm-hmm. Like that was that would be my biggest advice to anybody is like when you think you shouldn't pull your camera out is when you should. You know, like if you're worried about your gear like surviving through something, that's when you need to be taking photos because that's oh, yeah. what ends up being the best, you know. Yeah, if you're, if you you're like, if you don't get, if you don't break some gear, get your lens dirty or yeah, because you can take it down and get it cleaned. That's yeah. that's what I learned is like, I'll just destroy stuff and take it down. Just like, get that insurance policy, man. Yeah. Break it. That's called insurance fraud. That's what that's called, Zachary. No, it's not. Not if you were legitimately using it in the harshest conditions and your gear gear failed. But yeah, some of my favorite photos are just like. Just miserable looking pictures. Like some that can't go photograph on bluebird days, huh? You can't, dude. <laughs> I would rather just go and photograph something that's like, man, I don't know if we should go. Like, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. It'll be good. Do you like photo or video better? I like photo better. Why? I just think that it's easier. It's not that it's easier. I just think you can capture some stuff better. And honestly, I haven't worked with a producer or a, uh, video editor that's understood like why you know and that that comes back to the conversation we had of you need to edit your own stuff because you don't really the person editing the photo or edit or not editing the photo but editing the video doesn't necessarily understand why you shot what you shot because mm-hmm. then you're just shooting stuff into the dark and then you know mm-hmm. it's just going to get put on some thing and they're going to push it back into the closet and it's never going to seen it be seen and you're like no, this is what I, you know, especially with like videoing for who I videoed and it's ended up on Outdoor Channel. You're like, why is this shot not in there? Mm-hmm. Like, this is like a very, you know, like in your mind, it's like, this is a very pivotal <laughs> shot, <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, no. Like, that's not how that happened. Yeah. Versus if you're the one videoing it and you're the one editing it, you can kind of control all facets of it versus just it. You know, like that's the biggest thing is like I've had three TV episodes that ended up and you're just like, that's not how that went down <laughs> at all. <laughs> you know, it's like just kind of struggle with that sometimes. But mm. if you control all facets of it, then you can, you, you can, you you're going to be, uh, you're going to be in a film with me, bro. Apparently. Montana Wild's dropping a bear heater this spring. A bear summer. heater. The old Log- <laughs> John Claude Van Logan. We got to find a way to like jump a truck. We can jump your truck. We're not jumping mine. Mine's Come too on, big. Bro. We'll You're jump. We're going to get a new one. True. I am getting a new one. I'll go buy one just to destroy <laughs> and put a camper top on. We'll just okay. live out of that thing. So if you want to, if you were just starting out photography, you got some skills. Yep. And you want to like break onto the scene, get some notoriety, what would you do? Do something different. Yeah, I mean, that like that's what? like the obvious thing is like everyone's trying to be different, but they they turn into the same. How would you figure out what's different? I would like take a log of things for like a month of what gets posted and video wise. And then I would, I, w- I would probably like study something different than hunting. All right. So you've been on five high country mule deer hunts. What hasn't been shown on a high country mule deer hunt? I'm going to go photograph three yeah, of them. How taxing it is to actually get to 
But what are you going to show? A dude sweating on a trail? A dude puking on a trail? A dude, there you go. A but dude like literally like putting uh, – How do you how do you not make it be like, oh, that dude's a little bee? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you even like take a damn a screenshot of your mileage into some of these places. But there's just like some of these things that are so – much more difficult than what see that's why i like video yeah because you can add into like you can you can make real. it real gnarly yeah and it's not like you're fabricating it because most of the stuff that happens isn't real you know like some of these hunts are like the one hunt i did in colorado was legitimately 17 miles as a crow flies from the truck. That took you, what, four days to hike in? <laughs> My speed. Brian was there in one. <laughs> Brian was there in one. But, no, it took me. It you had to like, leave, like, three days early. He passed you, like, a mile away from, like, your camp God, spot. It was, it was, it was kind of – it was hilarious because, I mean, there was guys that we had, like, like got up over this little saddle and we're sitting there just hanging out and just, like, regrouping ourselves. Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, yeah, you know, they're, I'm hiking out. I can't – pack a buck out here there's a buck here and a buck here and a buck there and there's a you know pretty nice four point right here and we're like no we're going to the next saddle and he's like how in the hell and i'm just like oh man i should have photographed that interaction with the guys it's just like his eyes are like that big but yeah i mean i think the video side i mean i don't want to give away too many secrets but i think i think the video side of it and just our attention span as human beings is going to turn toward more video than it is whether it be i mean it doesn't have to be a 30 i mean the thing is is like if you click on a 20 minute video from some random guy on instagram or on youtube you're just gonna skip 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 okay he's hiking in skip 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 you know Whereas, like, the shorter stuff that, you know, would be your quintessential hype reel is more, like, you can watch a whole thing. Do we need more hype reels. We need more hype reels. That's what we need. Okay. I work for Stone Glacier, so they can't be in the picture, but who do you think's doing content right? I mean, you're, like, other than, like, Yeti. I mean, I think Yeti's kind of like the gold standard for content. Honestly. What have they done recently? Uh, they did a, I'll have to look at it and see, but I mean, just like their, their quality of stuff is just, yeah, they're, they're kind of all over the board versus. But when's the last time they made a dope hunt film, bro? They haven't, you know, well, that's what's a, the last dope hunting film you watched? I don't remember one, honestly. It's like super bad. I mean, I don't want to. Don't I can't be involved in any of it. I don't want to self masturbate you here, but like an outlier, like showed the like the amount of work it took to yeah. get into, you know, versus like some of these hunts are just like, oh, we're at the truck. Oh, we're fourteen miles, quote unquote. And then we're oh, here's the deer. There's a lot of that versus what's the last cool one I watched? Jesus, that's, that's the problem. Uh, the uh, Beyond the Backcountry guys. Who's that? Uh, Dustin Rowe. Oh. They did yeah. one in Mexico. Hmm. They produced one that they did in Mexico. Nick, one of the hunting photographer students. Was it? Yeah, he huh? filmed all that. Well, 
is doing there good. There you go, a little self-promotion of the hunting photographer. Yeah. Our students out there just killing it. Yeah, silently killing. So if y'all are like, oh, I don't know, it seems like a lot of morning to sign up for the class, what would you tell them? To just do it. I mean, I, like I told you the other day, I was going to – Think gonna, about it from a I was business gonna, perspective. I was going to do the business. I was like, I'll just pay for the business thing. Because honestly, that I'd charge you double. You would probably have to, because I would be sending you emails after emails <laughs> trying to understand it. But like, honestly, understanding the business side of it is the biggest thing. Yeah. Because like the, like people probably don't want to hear this, but you can be the most creative person, and we know people that are. Well, I know people that ultra creative, but they don't understand the business aspect. You know, they they don't know how to build those personal relationships or build those business relationships to turn their creative side into dollars yeah like the business side of it is like the business side is literally 80 percent, and then your work is 20 Mm percent. because if you can't get into that conversation to where the money stuff comes up or where your work is shown it doesn't matter yeah because you can be i mean there's literally photographers on instagram that have hundred thousand followers and they're doing cbd ads but they're not actually making any money on you know their photography they're just making monies on the amount of followers they have yeah it's not a good model that's not a good model unless you're a chick that's a good model (laughs) yeah you should hit me up john claude van damme (laughs) john claude van logan But yeah, I mean, the business side of it is way bigger than what you would think getting into it. Yeah. Like if like if you talked to me four years ago or three years ago even before I dove into it, I was like, oh no, it just matters about how good your work is. Mm-mm. It's like the business side of it is a way bigger deal. And if you approach these companies with a an actual uh, plan, plan. <laughs> And, you know, it's like, hey. Yo, I have a cool YouTube, and I'm getting a lot of subscribers. Will yeah. you pay me? Yeah, that shit ain't going to happen. Mm-mm. Especially now. I mean, because there's so many people that. What are you doing? Freaking pulling them out once I suck all the tobacco out of them. <laughs> I'm trying to wash it down with this bent nail IPA from uh, Red Lodge. Just start a brewery, dude. We're we're gonna start a moonshine still in the garage if you oh, let me move in. Be yeah, dude. super white trash <laughs> making bologna sandwiches. <laughs> but yeah, what yeah. else? What else do you want to tell the people of the world? You gotta fuck because this podcast is worldwide. This podcast I'm bigger than Joe Rogan. I know we're gonna listen to twelve thousand <laughs> people are gonna listen to this. <laughs> but honestly, like if you want to be a photographer, you gotta really fucking. Want, I mean, you gotta make some sacrifices. Slipped out. I did. Three. Did I say F word right then? Full yeah. F. I just. I thought I said it. You cut it off. The G didn't have it, but the I N was there. Yeah. You just. I mean, if you want it, like really, really want it, you. I mean, you're gonna have to make some sacrifices. Like I haven't had a functional relationship in about three years Let's because talk about of that. that. You know what I mean? Because you're like. Let's talk about top girl, top golf girl. What happened there? <laughs> nothing man (laughs) batted my eyelashes had a big burly beard and we're still friends on snapchat (laughs) just wait until i go to salt lake and then we're gonna hang out and we're gonna go to some dinner somewhere whenever the world opens back up yeah whenever the bozeman world whenever people freaking pull the sand out of their vag and 
remember that America is about freedom and capitalism and not yeah socialism and free money and hiding from your neighbor. Yeah, what's interesting is all these all this virus has hit really hard in all these democratic cities. That's all I'm gonna say. Dude, they can't even they're I'm not even gonna get into it, but it's ridiculous, man. People are sheep. Yeah. I mean, because you I don't wanna be too political on here, but honestly, you're just like uh you're if you listen to the news, you're you don't really look at the data that's like backing it. It's like all the you gotta understand that all these hospitals that are just like quantifying these deaths that are like oh they died of corona it's like no they just had pneumonia they just had like because it, it's so it's such a wide spectrum it's like oh they could have the flu they could have pneumonia they could have a respiratory disease or they could have corona and then they automatically put them into the corona thing because they're going to get a tax break at the end oh, of the yeah. year people are super unhealthy Oh, that's and when they thing. get the, the one, there's a, uh, a multitude of things that you could get on a daily basis that would kill you if you're an unhealthy human being. Yeah, no, that's the, the flu thing. kills forty to one hundred thousand people a year. People aren't freaking out about that now. Are freaking out about coronavirus because it's media charged and politicized. And yeah, people wearing masks. You know what I I like is when like I was at Home Depot earlier. Ninety percent of the old people, fifty five and up. No masks. Mm-hmm. Props. Mm-hmm. They're badasses. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Because they understand that it's a... Uh, they understand that, yo, I'm doing my thing in this world, man. Yeah. I'm going to be And if that's what takes me out... that, like, CNN wants to tell me the beast to kill me about. and that I should stay at home and not talk to anyone and put my VR go- goggles on and, you know... <laughs> Play with my cat. Yeah, no shit. I mean, you can dive down that rabbit hole as deep as you want to go. Like we were talking about 5G that one day, dude. That was getting weird. But I don't know. Is that conspiracy hold true still or not? I don't know. Because there's so many people that are like, well, the conspiracy. You know, because like 5G is only in certain cities Mm -hmm. and it's not in America yet. It's not in America anywhere? I think it might be in like Atlanta or something. Mm -hmm. But it's like not in these super large cities. But what they don't realize is like, that can honestly, I think that is engineered. The virus is engineered, and people are going to be like, Oh, he's full of shit. Wait five years, and then it'll eventually come out like it was actually engineered. Oh, yeah, man. It's not going to come out right now. People need to just do a little bit of history, yeah, have a history lesson, see what people have done over the ages of manipulating and controlling people. I'm not saying that coronavirus isn't real and it doesn't affect people but the way this has been blown out of proportion people are willing to just give up their rights left and right because mm-hmm. the the news station says that you're unsafe all of a sudden give me a break dude yeah uh, don't tell me how to live i mean don't i tell think me you how to live i think you're if more you likely are scared stay at your own damn house and yeah. don't tell me what i need to do I think you're more likely at dying in down downtown Bozeman in a car accident than you are dying. Oh, for that's crime. what I was saying. The chance of you dying when you get in your vehicle, probably a hundred times higher than <laughs> yeah. dying from, you know, someone coughing at a supermarket, man. Because honestly, the collection, you know how like uh, Australia they collected all the criminals, hmm. like a, so the way Australia was created, like Great Britain took all the criminals and they put them in Australia. Aussie, <laughs> 
right? Put him out in the bush. They put him out in Australia. And I think that Bozeman is that collection, not of criminals, but of fucking terrible drivers. <laughs> yeah. There's so many times I'm like driving downtown, I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's like, nope, you got to stop right here. It's a right turn on red. You still have to, <laughs> you still have to stop. Yeah. And they're like cutting people off. Yeah. But. Isn't it like Sweden or Norway that like they haven't done anything different? Yep. And they're just like living life over there. Yeah, they did have a job. Yeah, oh, Norway has 194 deaths because they are not freaking classifying everything under the sun as coronavirus death. Hmm. Mm. Cool. <laughs> That's all right. We can get off that subject so that yeah, because honestly, people don't get too butthurt about I it. I mean, if it doesn't affect me directly, we're I'm starting not. a cult. So if you want to get involved, hit me up yeah. <laughs> on IG. <laughs> sliding, sliding uh, Zachary Bouton's DMs. <laughs> I'll send you the uh, the details on it. Yeah. I think people are scared to say what they think, though, man. Oh, that's anything. I think that's, like, the biggest thing is, like, dude, if you're scared to to speak what you believe because you think you're going to lose your job or someone's not going to like you, man, dude, that's a deep rabbit hole that you're just freaking walking yourself right into, man. Mm-hmm. No, that's the thing, too, about photography. The rope, it, the hey, elite, uh, segue back to photography is yeah. like, honestly, when you're building these relationships, like you got to be you no matter what. Like, because there's a lot of dudes that have been in this industry for a long time and they can tell if you're bullshitting. Yeah. Like, you can tell if somebody like comes up and is just like, oh, you know, like not really kissing your ass, but you can tell, like, oh, hey, that's not how he acts around his friends. Yeah. Like, if you're going to, like just be yourself and if it works with that company then it'll you work and if to. it doesn't it's just like yeah. a relationship man yeah it's like you start dating a girl if you act like the person you're not eventually the year she's going to find out that you're not that person then it's going to go south jesus dude you didn't have little shots at me like that i wasn't throwing shots at you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean as long as you're yourself with anybody i mean with everybody like lyle lets me be myself he doesn't you know he doesn't like try to rope me back you know Oh, man. Sometimes he's like, looks at me kind of sideways. You're like, oh, okay, all right. I need to tone it back a little bit. Or being a little bit too loud here, but that would be my like, just be yourself and fifty-eight minutes, dude. It's not three hours. It's not the. I'm. I'm. You were uh, talking big game. I'm earlier. preparing myself for uh, Joe yeah. Rogan one day. Yeah. Whenever I'm on there, when I'm you there. and Joe would just be getting started. We'd be talking yeah. about karate. Coronavirus, the uh, freaking aliens, fat Southern gypsy dude. That's gonna be my, it's gonna be my call sign eventually. That's already a person, isn't it? No, nope, just me. <laughs> oh, it's like fat Jew or something, isn't it? That's a thing. Jesus, <laughs> I'm pretty know. sure. I'm pretty sure that's a a personality or a person or something. Uh, I'm the fat Southern gypsy. <sighs> also. It, uh, we don't need any more people from Pennsylvania <laughs> in yeah. Bozeman. Or Vermont. I'm calling out uh, Rick Hutton and Seth Morris. And oh, I like Rick and Seth. Who else? Paul Kemper. All right. Paul's cool, too. They're all from fucking Pennsylvania, dude. I know. They never invite you to do anything. because Massachusetts. You, yeah. They never invite you to do anything unless you're from Pennsylvania. I found that out. Dude, right? It's such BS, dude. Man. You got to hang out with Trout Lana. <laughs> That's my favorite person. Jeez. <laughs> He's so hilarious. 
was all butthurt the other day. Why? Because he takes fishing he too t- serious? Yeah, he took fishing too seriously. Guys, you can't take things too seriously. Yeah. You can be legit and not be too serious. Proof. There's a, a line there, a fine line between I take this, I'm, I want to be legit about it, but I also want to have a good time and not be just fully focused on me getting whatever I want to get out of the day. Otherwise, yeah. you should just do solo stuff. Yeah. I mean, because you can, like, work yourself into a hole where it's like, I mean, hell, I could wor- I could have worked 300 days last year on some little project and not have any friends and not have any people to talk to anything about. And you just end up hating yourself when you work. I mean, because, like, I got out of the Air Force after six years and was working – 80 hours a week during the summer to be able to do like photography to make it like make it sustainable for that time period and you just end up like if you take everything way too serious it just doesn't you know because you got to look at i mean my mindset on stuff is like it either works out or it doesn't and if it doesn't then i just re-engage and do something different but if you're like dead set on so photography doesn't work out, you're gonna start. You're gonna open a dog kennel. I'm gonna open dogs now. I mean, you can see how well behaved this one is. He hasn't moved in the last fifty eight. He minutes. did almost bark though. He heard the neighbors' dogs and he let a little. Oof. He hasn't barked in uh, seven weeks, so we're working on that right now. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if you take things too serious, like I just don't like. Whenever I was elk hunting in the first couple of years, I was just so dead set on killing a bull that it was just like not fun. It wasn't, yeah, yeah. It turned hunting into like a job almost. Like yeah. you would work five days a week, and then you would go and hunt. And those other two days, instead of having fun, you're just taking serious. Yeah. Like I, I know a guy in Great Falls that took it serious for like seven years. Like I got to kill a bull. Like because like you think that. Did he not kill a bull in seven years? He didn't. No, he was, like, way too serious about it. And then he finally was, like, hanging out with his friends, like, camping. And, like, oh, we'll just walk up here. And literally shot a bull after seven years of trying too hard. You know, like, because I think that there's a point of, like, trying too hard and understanding that the first three years in photography, like, you're going to have to have a second source of income, whether that be waiting tables during the summertime and, you know, winter time or like you're going to have to work at it for yeah. a while until you build enough, uh, not really a following, but build enough contracts and build enough content. To How do you go about networking with human beings? I just get them nice and drunk at the bar. <laughs> That's how I do it. How do you afford that? How do you foot the bill? Just put on a credit card. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that because you'll get yourself in trouble. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is, like, even with the companies that I'm working with now, I just kind of, like, if someone, like, someone Instagram messaged Stone Glacier. Yeah. Like, you've got to be up front with what your, like, what your intentions are. Because they, they've already, they've seen it all. You know, there there's so many people that have already messaged them, like, hey, like, this, this, and this, and I'll trade you this for that. Yeah. You know, if you if you got like something crazy, you know, if like say you had a a tar hunt in Istanbul, or you know you wanted two packs to be able to photograph for you, 
like just say that up front mm-hmm. versus just kind of like oh yeah you know beating around the bush and then because like the guys that are in the industry have already seen oh yeah that sort of thing what are you tired over there yeah i'm getting tired when you wake up at 5 30 tired of you bro oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> no nah, i'm playing but yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, if you want something, just seeing if that hydro shield heater's been freaking thrown out there yet or what? It's pretty dope video, honestly. If you guys are looking for the dope rain gear, packable backpacking gear, hydrophilic. People need to learn about waterproof textiles, man. Yeah, and not just going. They don't even know what <laughs> their freaking old rain jacket's made out of. Yeah, you know how many buddies I've had? My rain jacket doesn't work. Yeah. You know why it doesn't work? Because it's, it's, it's dirty. Yeah. All the pores are clogged up, bro. Can't work right. Yeah. Educate yourself, people, on stuff. Man, I loved it. I loved it when I was I was turkey hunting in the rain the other day. Stalked right in on the turkey. Mm. Spot and stalk turkey mm. killer. Mm. Can't spot and stalk them. Yeah. Well, According can, to Mediator. Yeah, well, I can no, prove you wrong. I killed it in a, I killed it in a, a gray rain suit with a pair of oh. muck boots on. Orange vest too, probably, huh? No, dude. I killed an antelope last year with my bow. I know. It was orange. It really pissed me off, honestly. Andrew's like, yeah, uh, <laughs> Zach shot a I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I tried for I tried so for a week with a with full camo on. Dude, you know what? Lyle's badass at writing emails. Is he? Frick yeah, he is, man. Dude's get a bad baller. Man, I didn't I don't get but any back of those to emails. Antelope hunting. Dude, I did that same stock. It took me twice. The same stock? Same exact stock. You backed out? You're like, oh, man. Went in there. They freaking were gone when I popped up. Hiked all the way back to the truck. Drove around. Antelope kind of spooked themselves around. They went back into the same field. Went back down the same ditch. (laughs) That's dope. Round two worked. If at first you don't succeed. Try, try again. Try, try again, man. Yeah. It's like a Disney movie. It's such, yeah. But it's true. Yeah, because I got ADHD, so I'm like, fuck, dude, I got to do something else. (laughs) (laughs) All right, if you could do one hunt the rest of your life. Oh. One animal, one area, one whatever. Oh, God. What would it be? That's too serious. It's not. I'm not going to give one of those cliche-ass answers like, oh, man, they're all different and all. They're like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I would just archery elk hunt. Montana, mountain. yeah, mountain archery, elk hunting. Is it just mountains. one animal? Yeah, I would do velvet mule deer. Just because they, they're just person, so huh? each individual one is so de- like you can go hunt what velvet mule. Them? You can hunt velvet mule deer in the desert in yeah. Arizona, or you can hunt them in the high country in Colorado, or you can hunt. Well, them. You got to pick one or the other. Which one? Is oh it? man, we're getting serious here. <laughs> I'd probably do like high country meal there. Yeah. I'm going to hopefully Brady Miller and I are going to go freaking muzzle loader blast a few. That'd be cool. High country. I don't know if they'll stop velvet. I hope they don't. When are you going? Uh, I think the season opens September 12th. Um, yeah, you're out. Yeah. 
I don't like them in velvet that much. They do look cool. But they I do don't look like them once they're killed. They look bigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he his velvet strips off on the way out. Yeah. And like, ah, oh shit. Good thing we got thinner. Yeah, he's a little bit thinner than what he was. Yeah, honestly, like velvet mule deer somewhere. Whether that be in Alberta or in mm. Montana, I don't really I haven't seen any high country bucks. Honestly, I haven't hunted the high country in Montana, so. Missing out, I'm sure. But Toads, bro. Are they? Whenever you would do archery elk. One, yeah. What state? Montana. What region? <laughs> Here we go. Listen Western. up. Listen up. West, Listen up. Western half. Oh bullshit. What? Nothing, dude. Western half of the state. Yeah. Keep putting in over there, please. I want to go out and freaking hunt them in the east where you got to freaking worry about private, public. I do. Other hillbillies <laughs> out there chasing around. Yeah, all you got to do, listen, case of uh, Keystone or case of uh, – hey. if, if you don't bring a bottle of whiskey in your truck, you're an idiot. I couldn't tell you how many bottles you of You got Pendleton. a bottle of whiskey in your truck right now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a bo- right. bottle of Pendleton. Because <laughs> any of them – anywhere you go – any cowboys are going to drink Pendleton. So if you mm. need to get on somewhere, <laughs> you're like, hey. There you go. That's a hot tip. That's a hot tip. And I'm giving you all all the secrets right now. <laughs> like either, yeah, it's just whiskey mostly. Whiskey or Budweiser. Mm. The and thick stuff. The thick stuff. The diesel. Pork chopping a can. <laughs> that was when I was too faulty, dude. I was drinking Budweiser heavies, Bud heavies. <laughs> You get thick off that stuff, dude. That'll make you thick through the waist. <laughs> uh, thick through the face and thick through the waist. <laughs> Cheeks start getting chubby. Yeah, dude. When's the last time you saw your chin? With his beard? Yeah. I, I shaved a Fu Manchu last March. Kind of like this one? No, it was but way better. better than that one. It was way <laughs> thicker. I was trying to embarrass my brother at graduation, but he wasn't mm-hmm. having it. He didn't give a shit. He doesn't care if the damn sun rises or not, so he didn't care if I had a Fu Manchu on. <laughs> uh, Dude, this photography po- podcast turned turned a corner. It was good, huh? Was it? <laughs> what are we talking about now? I don't know. All We're your Yeti stuff? Up. Are you no. Yeti sponsored? No, you are. No, I'm not. You just got a shipment, bro. Yeah, I did. I'm still... I'm still Hey Trevor Stewart, I'm still waiting on my uh <laughs> <laughs> still waiting on my elements collection. What's that? Some new colors they came out with that are pretty dope. They came out with a bronze and then they came uh-huh. out with a steel color. Nice. I'm just joking, Trevor. Don't take it too serious. <laughs> That's all right. If he's cool, he won't. Yeah. If he's not, you don't want to be friends with him, right? Jesus. God, you're up front, dude. How I do you how do you pick your friends in life? Honestly, if you can't take a joke, and you that's get, what I'm saying. If you get butt hurt about that's exactly stuff, exactly what I just said, man. Because honestly, it comes back to the taking things too serious. We you can be serious, but not take things too serious. Yeah, you can be serious when it comes down to like numbers and go no, like that's not like I'm bringing this in. But like if you're like mad because some dudes making fun of your mustache, you should be friends with them. If somebody's rocking a Fu Manchu at 30 years old, just because, <laughs> just because it pisses people off at the gas station and they yeah. don't talk to him. You know what's been great about having a Fu Manchu? Nobody talks to you. No. 
And I'm not down with the social distancing and the the, the desanitization protocol. Mm-hmm. I go to the grocery store. You know, usually they ask you right now, if, if, can I wipe your cart down? Yeah. I just <laughs> smooth sailing right past them, dude. They don't even talk to me. And I'm not even looking. Is that, even is that to rest. do with your face or is that to do with your mustache? Both. Because mine, the big old heavy beard. I'm trying to get that Dan Bilzerian beard. I'm going to start straightening it, I mm, guess. But. Yeah, you're going to have to use that comb that I had, dude. Yeah, there's out. no telling what that thing's combed out. <laughs> combed out a bunch of stray dogs. <laughs> Remy is knocked out on the tile here. He likes this floor, dude. He's slept on it a couple times I know. Now. It's, it's nice and cold. Yep. He doesn't like sleeping next to the fireplace in the house, but yeah. All right. Closing thoughts. Where do we start? Yeah, no. I mean, honestly, like the business module. Don't be an idiot. I mean, if you if you're like at a certain level, like you already have people that you're working with, like it can add. Yeah, it can add uh, just intelligence to your repertoire. On oh, you yeah. can understand how you need to approach it. You know, like if you need to re-contract up with somebody after January, then comprehension. You, yeah. Of the space you live in. Yeah, you're, it's if you're gonna be a photographer, you're self-employed, and it's all about business, man. It is. You're freaking cutting your own paychecks, man. Why would you not want to know how to run your business right? Yeah. No, True you that. are. I mean, you, that's the thing with photography. You're in control of your own destiny. Yep. So if you want it, you're uh, you're gonna be the one shorting yourself. At the end of the day, yeah. I mean, you can you can sleep in you can sleep in till. 10 o'clock Bozeman time and then you know what I mean like say like say you sleep in like say some of your contracts are like say Soros on the east coast yeah and you sleep in till 8 o'clock here it's 10 o'clock there they're already on you know it's like yeah no you need to be waking up calling them whenever they just get into office and then they mm-hmm. realize it or if you're trying to get in with some company you need to prove that you want to work with them and not be a – I mean, if you believe in a product, then, like, getting on with Stone Glacier took me six years. <laughs> like, it wasn't like a – it wasn't just like a spur-of-the-moment thing. It was like, I want to work for them. Like, even back in 2000 – I mean, I don't even know when it was. It was back when Andrew and Pete were the only ones working there with Kurt. Yeah. Like, I knew that that was a company I wanted Jeff to work was there. for. Was he? Wasn't he? No, this is back when it was in the garage days. But was Andrews working for him then? Yeah, they were just building backs mm. and packs and Kurt's garage. He was just part-time, still yeah. guiding yeah. stuff. Yeah. But just don't. <sighs> yeah, man. We're just freaking the waves just starting to build. Mm-hmm. I was on that wave when it was off coast. Dude. Yeah, dude, you were paddling into the wave. I was paddling in. I was at high-pressure <laughs> system. <laughs> I wait for that hurricane to happen. You were sitting on the beach looking at the weather coming in, paddled out. I didn't know, man. I didn't know it was gonna grow into something this crazy. Because honestly, it's kind of what is it? The fastest growing one in the outdoor industry right now? I don't know. I leave that stuff up to Jeff. Yeah. I just try to make, just try to do my job right. Show you, up on time. That's all you can do there. Yep. 
show up you're ahead of the job, curve go home man <laughs> <laughs> and if you do that everything else will fall into place right it will and it like i just had some like traumatic stuff happen in my life a couple of years ago and it's just like it'll either work out or it won't i mean yeah. you can always just re-engage and you can always do something different trial by fire dude yeah you got to have some testing moments in your life because mm-hmm. if, if you you're don't, risk averse gonna be tough yeah nothing's ever gonna pan out in your way you're always gonna be upset about something yeah well dude thanks for stopping by yeah helping you uh helping you load stuff up and reloading i I lured logan over under the premise of podcast but really it was just to help me move stuff upstairs i know (laughs) well yeah how do people find you and follow you well right now it's Logan Summers Imaging on Instagram. I don't have a Facebook page because I don't believe in it. But, yeah, Logan Summers Imaging on Instagram. That's about it. And what's it going to be in the future? John Claude Van Logan, eventually, <laughs> once I'm a bad Well, it's John Claude Van Logski. John. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Just look for, uh, yeah, look for look Logan for Summers Logan, Imaging right now. I'm John just going to, it's going to automatically Logan. redirect to <laughs> yeah. John Claude Van Logski. Okay. <laughs> Depending nice. on how many beers I have that night. You but. should just start that page right now. You should have double dual Instagram profiles. And that's like my spoof one. It's your alter ego. It's my alter ego. That's your ego that freaking flies off the chain once in a while. Dude, I already fly off the chain enough. Some of the stuff I post, I'm like, I like wake up. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Shouldn't have did that. Well, thanks for, for coming on, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Well, we're going to sign off. I'm going to get back to work. We're going to get back to reloading and drinking beers and all the good stuff. Chewing tobacco. All righty.